Natalie Jill, welcome. Thanks for having me. It's nice for you to be here. So I wanted to begin. You are in the midst of a pivot right now. You just told me you just started with a brand new blue ocean strategy. So let's talk about where you are versus and where you're going. Yeah. And then we'll talk about where you've been. Yeah. So I said the word pivot, but it's really an expansion. It's an expansion. It's it's adding on to what people want uh, in a really in a more specific way. So when I say that I for years killed fat for a living and I say that because killed the fat on our bodies and who doesn't want that? And women came to me, men came to me to kill the fat. And that was what I was known for. And the more I dug into what was working for people and what was actually making people happy, it was not about just following a specific diet or doing a workout. It was about stepping into truly living. (laughs) And I'm going to say that word a lot, living, because people don't really know what that means when they're just thinking they want to look a certain way. And I saw that when I would have transformations with fat loss, there was a commonality with people that really had success and became happy and thriving. And that's that they had a complete mindset shift. Uh, They really started being more present, more playful, more fun, more authentically them, and all areas of their life started growing. So when I started really digging into that, it was more mindset that was the culprit, but no one wants to hear that. You know, when yeah, someone yeah, they no, say, you've got to, you've got to have a silver bullet yeah. magic button and sell that instead. Yeah. So they wanted to know, how do I get a six pack or how do I lose five pounds or 10 pounds or how do I be happy? They, they wanted that. And if you said, well, it's your mindset, you know, they want to run. They just right, want, right. what's the workout? What's the pill I take? What's the nutrition? Totally. Well, the old saying is, uh, sell them what they want and give them what they yes. need. And that's how you build a brand, a brand and a platform. Totally. And, yeah. So it would frustrate me, but I kept giving them what they wanted. And when I would give them what they wanted, they would get to know me better. I would get to know them better. And the mindset stuff would come up. They just didn't know that's what it was. (laughs) So fast forward a little bit. I'm 48 as we're recording this right now. And aging is a very real thing. And the question I kept getting from people is, why do you not look 48? And I thought, well, what's 48 supposed to look like? Like, to me, this is what 48 looks like. So my friends look like this is we're all thriving. Welcome to Southern California. And you are the summary of everyone you spend your time with and yeah right <laughs> right and, until so, you go i was just in the midwest it's this totally week, and oh my god you know so i grew up in the midwest in minnesota i go home and most of the people i grew up with look 20 years older and yeah they're horribly overweight and 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 welcome to mid-america totally right? yeah. and they think that's the normal and that mm-hmm. we're not we're unusual. So this question kept coming to me about how to look younger, how to look younger, not how to be younger, how to look younger. And what hit me was it's the same thing with the fat loss. People are saying they want one specific thing. I want to look younger, but what they really need is to feel that way, is to feel that way. So this idea really started hitting me about what makes a difference between my friends here or or me and people that are struggling with that. And like you just described, overweight or even depressed and just not thriving in midlife and beyond. So I started digging into that and that was really what I was taking on. And I feel like I fully figured it out. I figured out this method, this key. And I... All right, so what's your big yeah, ta-da? I'm yeah. curious, like just if you were going to summarize it and you're going to pitch me and you had a chance to be on national television oh right gosh, now, let's say that's pressure. an opportunity to be on Good Morning America or The View, totally mainstream because it's a mainstreamable yeah. topic, pitch me. 
That's a t- that's a tough one. Now I feel pressure here. But on three, <laughs> two, one. I'll share, and not everyone can see the video, but I'll share that I literally just got the word surrender tattooed on okay. my arm at uh-huh. forty eight. I'd never had a tattoo before in my life, but I have the word surrender because that word be- has become everything for me. Now, surrender to me means you are facing where you are right now, today, present moment, reality, and you're going to decide where you're going from here. You're going to decide. And that's another big word, decide, because everything starts with that decision. So I have really stepped into the key to aging in reverse. That first step is deciding and taking on that surrender of reality, not not what I was 20 years ago, not what I should be, not the comparison, but like right now, right now, today, if I'm looking in the mirror, who am I? What am I dealing with in my life? And that's the surrender part. And then what am I deciding I'm going to step into? All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to reverse this and I'm going to pretend I'm your agent for a second and working on your messaging with you. I love it. (laughs) So if it were me, what I would pitch is, uh, Natalie Jill is 48 and looks 20 years younger, um, has been asked the question, for years, how do you look so young and how can I be young too? And she's found and discovered the solution is two simple words, two simple words that'll change your life forever and reprogram your brain and your body to get the body and the life you've always wanted. Look at you. That's great. That right. was, that's worth everything. Look at that. Uh, bam. I'll bam. Tell you what. I yeah. love it. Right. I love it. So, um, let's continue going in and, um, I'm curious we, one of the things that we're talking about, so I'll open sure. up and be authentic and vulnerable yeah. for a moment, which I told you, even as you pulled up, you know, cause you texted me and you said, am I at the right place? You're at a house. And I, and I, and part of the thing is it's like, and it's, and we're in a normal neighborhood, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I live in the same home that my wife and I bought 18 years ago. And after 20 years of grinding, grueling, building and selling four businesses now and exiting, I realized this past year that I wanted simplicity and elegance more than anything. And you and I had uh, something in common, which is what this is about. We both realized that a huge amount of our energy, in fact, sometimes all of it goes to paying for our employees and our teams, not taking care of us and our families. And I'd even go deeper to say that my first business cost me a marriage. Mm. My second and third just about cost me my life when I had cancer. Um, And my most recent one, through the cycles of being married 18 years, we've just about, Vivian and I have just about broken up and gotten divorced, I'd say three times Mm. for sure. And gone through the struggles. You've got a daughter, you've gone through a divorce, I know too. And our son now is 17 we've kind of gotten past a hump, but we reached a point where I couldn't do it any longer. I had outgrown who I was, what I did, why I did it and who I did it for. Yeah. And you just had this major pivot too. So why don't you talk a little bit about your major pivot and go as deep and raw and authentic and vulnerable as you can. Yeah. A lot of things. Um, And a lot of things happen at one time for me. So 
fat loss and nutrition was my thing. And I want to share for, let me back up a little bit. That came about 12 years ago when I just had my daughter and it's when the housing market had crashed, the stock market had crashed. Uh, everything was falling apart in my world. I gained a lot of weight. I was losing my home. I was going through a divorce. I was a newly single mom that had gained 60 pounds while pregnant. I'm only five, two, by the way. So that's a lot of weight. And from my own rock bottom, I was, I, I taught myself to eat better, I, to work out, to work out from home. And I started sharing it on Facebook when I had a hundred high school friends. And that really connected with people and resonated because it was who I was, what I was walking through. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that launched an entire business. So my whole fitness and fat loss and nutrition business was born out of my rock bottom. So that was working in a lot of ways. And I want to just yeah. ask you, uh, for people who don't know this about you, like how big did it get? What was your yeah. head count? What was, I don't know if you want to share any, any volume or sure. you know, what are some of your numbers well, along the way? You, so the very okay. first program I created, I wrote in a weekend mm-hmm. based on my transformation. It was called seven day jumpstart, which is now a best-selling book in stores. But that first book I wrote was an ebook. I did it on a weekend and that book produced about $3 million, just an ebook out of my own that I wrote on my own. Oh, how I miss the good old yeah. days. <laughs> and this is, what, I didn't even know what an ebook was when I was doing an ebook, you know, it's, I didn't know what I didn't know. I was just helping people with through what I went through. So my business was doing multiple millions a year for, for quite some time. And I was helping hundreds of thousands of people. It felt good, but I had a big team and I had a lot of people and I was in the hustle. I was working, working, working. And I, we, we were joking before we started recording that I literally felt like I was working just to pay people. That's what it got to. I got away from my passion. I got away from truly enjoying my life. I became, I felt like an employee again, trapped in my own business, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's the one that you can't escape and you feel that responsibility and yes. the worst thing for, well, one of the worst things for an entrepreneur is when, uh, you resent your business and you get to the oh, point yeah. where you can resent your employees and you feel like a mule. Totally. Right. And I started thinking I hated people. I mean, just to be real here, I am helping people yeah. and I'm starting to think I'm hating people because it was just sucking the life out of me. Yeah, yeah. So the market changed. A lot of things pivoted again in the market. Ebooks were not doing what they always did. Um, I, people were still coming to me for fat loss, nutrition. Amazing. Great. But what happened to me uh, two years ago forced me to relook at things. And I think things happen for us, not to us. But a couple things happened. A few things happened at one time. One, uh, the market started changing. So my sales were not working how they always had. And what specifically did you notice that shifted and changes changed? And maybe just as a point of reference, how large are your followings across the social platforms? So I have about three million followers, I'll say, across across platforms and People still liked my programs, but as I was getting bigger and having more people working for me, I started getting away from my own messaging. So the very thing that grew my business, being authentic, connecting with people, I wasn't doing anymore. So now it was, I had a marketing team writing my emails. I had, you know, copywriters doing stuff. I had Facebook ads people. I had, it wasn't me anymore. Right, it right. was me on camera. It became impersonal. Yes, it became impersonal and it made me more and more introverted and disconnected. And I'm sitting here blaming, I don't have the right marketing person. I don't have the right copywriter. And it it really wasn't that it was that I was missing, you know, and I'm now an employee in my business. So that was what was starting to happen. So now it's stressing me out because you once you've been someplace, you want to get it back. So I'm thinking, how do I get this income back up? And I'm working harder. I'm thinking, oh, I just got to work harder. I just got to work harder. I got to hire more people. I got to hire more of the right, more expensive people. Maybe that's it. You know, maybe the person at 10,000 a month isn't enough. Maybe if I pay someone 40,000 a month, they're the ones, you know, it just kept going up. Well, what that was doing is forcing me more, more into more into stress, more into to-do lists, more into 
getting away from what made my business at the beginning. Now my husband, my second husband is not wanting to be married anymore. Cause he can't, he's like, I didn't marry someone that just I works know, 80 hours a week. He's the sweetest guy yeah. too. And yeah. yeah. When you push away people who are your true believers, totally. who are the most intimate connected to you and you're like, yes, our life sucks. Yeah. And yeah. then, and what I would say to him is you're getting in the way of my vision. That's what I believed. Oh. I believed you're getting in the way of my vision. <laughs> You know, but I couldn't even explain what my vision was anymore because it was so lost in this. Yeah, but first, but first I have to do, and, and then I have to do, and then I have yes. to, and, that, and if this doesn't happen, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and exactly. Literally, the he was in the way of my, Yeah, how was your sleep during that yeah, time? Yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't. I had to take stuff to go to sleep. I couldn't sleep. I, what's that? And I wake up two, three in the morning with the idea spinning and mad at everyone that they didn't do it as fast as I would. <laughs> you know, it's totally. a, the whole thing. I got it. I started having severe panic attacks in the middle of the night and i too starts out with a half a xanax yeah. once in a while and then all one's better than work and another and then and, and it's pretty soon you're up to two yeah you got a problem it's and the, the shit turns your brain into a madhouse yeah and i do and, believe yeah. sleep like dream time and sleep is where you get some of your best ideas and when you start disrupting it with too much stress not quality sleep and then taking something to sleep that's yeah. like you're missing that then yeah. so i was in a vicious cycle i didn't see it i thought the answer was work harder hire more do more you know all the things and now I'm annoyed at my husband because he's in the way of my vision. And so all that's sort of happening. And I'm still getting people saying I'm helping them with fat loss, all the things. And your ego takes over. For me, my ego was a big one, you know, and I didn't really know what that meant then. But I didn't realize that that's what I was chasing. Mm -hmm. So then I was forced into that word surrender because on top of everything, I said yes to a project I shouldn't have said yes to. I was on set, jumping up and down, working out hardcore workouts that I don't typically do myself for nine hours. And I ruptured a disc in my back. And when I say ruptured a disc in my back, it ruptured out, it wrapped around my spinal cord and my right leg stopped working. So I was, my right leg was pretty much paralyzed. I was dragging it. I had something called foot drop and I'm in Miami, Florida. I live in San Diego. I'm dragging my leg through the airport, like still not getting it. <laughs> that something's really wrong. So it was like things had to just keep getting worse for me to force me to see you're in the wrong place. You're, this isn't good. So that started me on a journey of like, okay, if nothing's working. And just for the record, how long ago was that when that Two years Boom. ago, okay. two years ago. So I would say that's my second, my, and this is now I'm spending ridiculous amounts of money. My husband's not wanting to stay married anymore. And now I'm injured. So I've got everything. And I was out of people or things to blame. It was like, okay, I've always said excuses or solutions you decide. And I believed that, but I wasn't looking at myself still. So it finally hit me. Like maybe I need to look at myself. Maybe I need to jump into some personal development here. Maybe I need therapy. Maybe I need something. So I went. Maybe all of the above. Yeah. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I really started backing away and looking at myself. No, I didn't stop working. I didn't stop the to-do list. I didn't stop thinking Brooks is in the way of my vision. But I really did start taking a deep dive into myself. And what I found through that, and this is over a two-year period, I started getting glimpses of being present and being out of that bubble and of living and having fun. And I started seeing little glimpses of that and being more connected to people. And as I started seeing that, I noticed I started actually thriving and looking better and being less stressed and all those things. So it, it was like, it didn't come to me as an overnight idea. This came to me, like it slapped me on the head and then I still wasn't getting it. And it was a two year intervention around this. 
but I finally got it. I finally got it. And when people now are asking me, why do you look younger? It's like, I want to, I want to laugh because it's, it's not because of the great dermatologist, which I have great dermatologists. It's not mm-hmm. because my new hair color or whatever, all that stuff is part of it. But really it's that I started living. Yeah. It's so interesting. I have to tell you, um, you and I were going through basically the same thing at the same time. My disorder slash okay. saving experience happened uh, two years ago in June. So almost exactly two years yeah. ago. And that's when the same thing, I started having on panic attacks that I couldn't explain. I started hating life and I have no excuse. We both live in beautiful San Diego. We have a beautiful family making plenty of money, Mm -hmm. all the success indicators. Mm -hmm. And after doing the work, you realize, Oh, maybe that little problem is (laughs) me. (laughs) Who would have thought? (laughs) So, um, So what happened next? So what happened next is I started really playing with this and I started to unravel that the more time I spent having present moments, like connecting with a friend, things that before a friend would call and say, do you want to have lunch? And I think they're crazy. Like who has time for lunch? Like Mm -hmm. I got a to-do list. I'd wore like an badge of honor, you know, like who has time for lunch with Mm -hmm. friends? You want me to go to your wedding? Are you kidding me? (laughs) It was like, everything was in my way. You know, I didn't get it, but I started doing these, these things, like just going for a walk without headphones. Like who would have thought, like, just go for a walk and, and take my dog and look at trees, actually have a real conversation with my daughter without thinking of my to-do list or the agenda started little and it wasn't moving fast enough for me. So I did took, did something really bizarre. I decided that I was going to start doing things that scared the heck out of me to force me to like truly wake up and live. And it started with like, I jumped out of an airplane. I went paragliding. Uh, I started doing things that I wouldn't have normally done because I wanted to feel, I wanted to force myself into hyper presence. And what came from that was so amazing. It's like, I saw something that I had been missing for, for, you know, the time 46 years, I would have been missing this for all these years. And I'm like, that's it. That's that key. It's that having those present moments. It's, it is the being connection. It's all those in between things that I thought were in my way. That's where that living and thriving is. Totally. That's so good. That's so good. And, uh, what happened with Brooks? Like what happened from a polarity perspective in your marriage and, yeah. Let's yeah. So that. today we're solid, but it was not like an overnight easy thing. I mean, there was a lot of talks, a lot of splits, a lot of Brooks left for a good month to go figure out his own side. And that forced me into also surrounding the old Natalie, the old me. And this is what a lot of people in middle age do, by the way, control, control, control. The old me was he wants to go take a break for a month. It's like pack your stuff up and get out. Like that was me, like close the door. Cause, and then I would make it his fault. He left, you know, that, that was my way of controlling, but I took on something different and I just literally surrendered and was patient. I just let him do his thing. And I just sat back and loved him. And that was very new for me. That was the opposite of control. And that it really showed him a difference with me. So it wasn't manipulative. It was really just me taking a backseat and letting him do his thing, not trying to make meaning of it or make it a black and white decision because he needed some time. So many talks later, a lot of work that we've both done, we are in a good place and it, we have changed. And I can truly say I put him and my daughter before I put anything else. Right on, right on. Good for you. So talk a little bit about um, your work schedule yeah. now and how has your business shifted in terms of totally. people, personnel, that kind of thing? Yeah. So I pretty much got rid of my whole team. 
I literally got rid of everyone. I kept simplicity. Yeah, simplicity, which was very hard to do until. And if anyone's struggling with that, what I'm going to say is if you're like a lot of entrepreneurs, especially like me, a quick start entrepreneur, we, you probably don't like numbers. You think someone else has to deal with numbers. Like, don't show me a spreadsheet. I don't want to hear it. I just want results. Do you know what your Colby score is? Yeah, so yeah, 3393. Three, okay. okay, 3393. I'm, I'm 3294. Okay. We're almost yeah, identical. Quick start. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I, low on research, like I hated numbers and I trust too many people. So I would just like, I just want to see sales. So what would happen for years is I have a big launch and I'd be like, oh, we made all this money. And, you know, but Brooks would be like, but you spent more than you made. <laughs> like, And I would get mad. You're, you're in the way of my vision. Like, how about great job? So it was like, I wasn't chasing money. I was chasing ego or results or something, but it wasn't money. And so what I tell anyone that's really in that is literally pull out the numbers and look at the flipping numbers. Just like with weight loss, get on the scale. You have to start there. Get on the scale. Yeah, the scale don't measure. lie. Yep. Neither does the bank account. Neither does the bank account. And, and the receivables and the yes. payables. You have to look at the profit and loss. And <laughs> (laughs) when I actually, like I had never done that. I only wanted to see what I wanted to see. When I pulled that out, it got real easy to make decisions. Like, are you kidding me? Like, do I really need these people for this? And when I actually looked at that, it was a rude awakening and I started just cutting and it was unapologetic. You know, we tend to be these people pleasers, a lot of people. And I had, I loved people that work for me. There was a stories about them. They were family. It does, but does that mean I'm not going to eat now? Like, come on. Right, right. Well, and the other thing is you get into a trap. I know this is mine. I, I suspect it's yours as well. Thinking yeah. I can't do blank without so-and-so. And yes. pretty soon you've got a dozen people and you're not exactly sure what you need them all for. And they tell you <laughs> how much you need them. Yes. And without them, yes. you're screwed. Oh my and, gosh. Um, and those are the ones, and the more expensive they are, you usually, oh the more you're getting twisted. I hired somebody who's still a friend. I'm not going to, there's nothing bad. This was my fault. I hired somebody who is a friend to save my business. And a lot of entrepreneurs do that too. We think we, someone needs to save us. Right. Mm-hmm. So I hired somebody to, to literally save it and they over-engineered everything amazing than what they did, what they built. It was way more than I ever needed, but I started thinking that's what I needed. So now I'm in a trap of I'm way spending all this money for this over-engineered system. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this has to work yeah. or I'm going to die without them basically. Yeah. yeah. You become the bitch to your business or yeah. the slave and the mule. And then it squeezes out every drop of yes. joy and humanity And again, it forces you into this cyclical, oh, and you have to do this and this and this. And there's like 10 steps and you're never done. Oh my gosh. So I I ripped the bandaid off. Uh, Not actually, I say I ripped the bandaid off. It didn't happen instantly. It was gradual. But every time I did it, I didn't regret it. Every single person I had the conversation with, no regrets after. And I really dialed it down. And that doesn't mean I don't work with other people. It doesn't mean I don't hire consultants. It doesn't mean I don't, not part of masterminds or whatever. Like I still learn and I still have expert help, like my own podcast. I have an amazing person that edits that for me. So I'm not against having people. It's just a very different thing. It's not yeah. that they're the 40 hours a week. Yeah. For you me. don't have the fixed monthly overhead yes. and the constant bill, whether or not they're getting something done or whether or yes. not they're generating revenue or not. And what that yeah. gave me the freedom to do was actually create space and live the way that I want to teach people to live. It, it let me actually start living again and it's amazing. It's amazing. And that is attracting more and more of the right avatar for me now, the right people, because they see me living that versus being this stress ball that's aging in advance. <laughs> you know? Right on, right on. Yeah, I get it. So here you are. I'm going to just summarize yeah. things so far. So um, you go through this this grind and that began, just so I'm, I'm clear on the timeline, you started all this, what year was it? 
my whole business or the aging in reverse? Uh, no, the whole business will start there. Yeah. So mm -hmm. my daughter was born 12 years ago was when I started dabbling with that. So my actual business, I would say is right around 10 years. Okay. Natalie, yeah. Nat at Natalie Jill Fitness as it was. Got it. And so what happened there is, so let's call it 12 years ago, two years to kind of get it rolling. And then boom, you've got the ebook. Yes. You figured out how to make social media work for you. And over a period of 10 years, you build your uh, following to 3 million people. So over four years, it like exploded. So there were the first four years of Natalie Jill Fitness it exploded, like social media is growing, everything's working. And then what happened was almost the bigger the social media got, the less my messaging was coming through to people and it was getting watered down because not everyone sees your stuff. So it was like people were getting parts. And that's when I started bringing in too many of the wrong people, <laughs> which I didn't know then. Yeah. And I was just, no one could know what I, no one knew what I did anymore. It used to be Natalie Jill, fat loss expert, seven day jump start. Then it was like Natalie Jill, fat loss expert has 5 million products. <laughs> Where do we start? Yeah. You know, and I thought they had to know all, you know, I didn't understand all that. It wasn't right. simple. Right, it right. was not simple. Um, Oh my God. Yeah. And that's, that's so common. Um, it's sort of like, well, if I have a problem, I'm going to create my way out of it. Yes. And the more you create the bigger your problems because you forget, uh Oh, somehow I have to get the message out yeah. that's compatible with what people were attracted to in the first place. Yes. And then you have other people doing that for you. And then suddenly there's all they get is a big pile of confusion and you sell totally. less and of, you, yeah. And you can, you combine that with ADHD, which is, also my quick start blessing. <laughs> what squirrel squirrel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And now I'm like, not only do I have fitness and nutrition programs, I have how to grow social media programs mm -hmm. and how to grow your bit, like just way confusing, too much stuff. Right on. Right all on. over the place. Okay. So what happens next is you uh, grow this thing and you have an expensive machine. Yes. Lots of people. And you're sold the idea that the way to solve the problem is with more systems, yep. more expensive people. I'm saying this because lots totally. of entrepreneurs are seeing the yeah. pathway and, and the, it's, it's the pathway to hell. It really yes, is. It is. And your most important relationships are going to hell. You have yes. no life. You're stressed out. You finally I'm hit. feeling the opposite of health and fitness at the time. Here I'm like fitness and health icon and I'm I'm feeling the opposite of it. Yeah. Yeah. And truly living a lie. You yeah. Know, when you I get felt down to fake. It being incongruent. I felt super fake. And now I'm not even working out anymore. Like I built my business loving working out and eating well. And now I'm like not eating. And I'm like, you know, I'm not taking care of myself. I felt like a fraud. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you could somebody could look at me and think, okay, but it was it was starting to feel like this is not working. And when things started really going wrong, my default was to control. So even the way I started looking, like you're look, oh, I need to just control. I got to find the right doctor. I got to find the right. And that's why I believe my back injury happened. That's why I believe things started happening. So I would be forced to see this. And I feel so free. I don't regret any of that stuff happening because I feel so free now from what is on the other side of all of that. So I went through the worst two years of my life and I'm so on point right now and so excited. Love it. I yeah. love it. And I don't know if you know, know this, but for me, six years ago, I had cancer, yeah. stage three of cancer that just about killed me. And I got right back into the grind again, mm -hmm. you know, sold that business, started another one for out of fear and out of a ritual behavior yeah. that I had been practicing to for control years. control and fix. Yeah, totally. And I, be I believe, and I don't even know you that well at that, and I didn't know you at that time, but before the cancer, there was probably something else, but you, it wasn't a big enough sign for you. So it's like things will keep happening to us until we get it. Yeah. 
I, I needed to be bleeding blood out of my rear end. That's yeah. And I needed to not be able to walk and not be able to have abs. <laughs> like, I, I, like that was, everyone gets kind of what they need, but, <laughs> but I, I couldn't walk and now here I'm fitness and I'm like, I can't walk now. How this is okay. I get it. <laughs> I hear. Yeah. Well, you could have the one legged show, you know, that yeah. would be fabulous. Yeah. And some politically correct uh, group would probably get mad at you for putting totally. something like that together. Totally. So, all right. <laughs> so it's, so I still, people say, what do you do for a living? And I say, I, you know, I still say I kill fat, but it just shifted from the fat on our bodies to what I call as false assumed truths and false assumed truths are all those beliefs that we've been telling ourselves for years that are holding us back. Like I control everything. I fix everything. Or I'm, or even with women right now with the aging, it's I'm too old or it's too late. That's what they believe. And it's truly a false assumed truth. And if I can get people back to presence, surrender, connection, those things that we were as kids, that's when you start looking. It's, it's the anti-aging miracle. So great. And really what it comes down to, <clears throat> I think the most important lesson in this is real, realizing that we are in the transformation business at the yes. end of the day, right? And I'm curious, which think about it through the lens of your audience right now, sure. where <clears throat> I guarantee you every single business owner and entrepreneur or person for that matter goes through the exact same cycles, uh, the hero's journey that we yes. just described right now. And <clears throat> at your lowest low, and for many people, they hit that point and they say, I'm too old, I'm too fat, I'm too yes. fill in the blank, whatever the trauma du jour yes. may happen to be. But where did you get your courage back? How did you cultivate yeah. your courage when you felt like a loser and a fraud totally. and this thing's falling apart because you could have just stopped. So where did the fire come yes. from and the courage? Get I love that from question. It? And I want to share first before answering that full question is that anyone listening right now that thinks that we're just handed something like, it's always funny when people say things like, oh, it's just easier because you have money or it's easier because you live in California. It's like, I've had more failures than anyone can imagine. Like I've had, I should get an award for failures in businesses. Like I've had so many failures. I've had times where I'm so in debt, so below, and I have to create this energy and creativity. And it's like, how do I do that when I feel that way? So I've been there. I've yeah, so yeah. been there. Well, I, I have it the, um, Hi, you can't tell, but I'm screwed right <laughs> yeah, now. Dan, yeah, and so. it's very challenging. So <laughs> I have been there. I have been in that spot. And so but what I want to say is, and people get triggered by this, but your excuses will not fix your problem. Period. End of story. Your excuses will not fix your problem. If I sat here crying to you, Mike, and said, I am so broke right now. I don't have anything. This, that, And you just say, you're right. That sucks. How does that make me better? Like, I'm literally going to be, or when you had your cancer, if your doctors just said, you're screwed, you're dead, it's done. Like, how does that give you any hope or possibility? With my leg, if my surgeon had said, you know what, your career's over, you're done. Like, that does not give me any possibility. Do not validate excuses. So with my own self, when I'm in a pity party, I know that it feels good to have my excuses validated. I also know not to put that on anyone and to force myself to look for those stories or those examples of people that were in my situation that got out of it. I'll tell you what I did start in my awful spot uh, is my podcast. It's called creating everything from nothing, leveling up, creating everything from nothing. And I did that, Mike, because I was so down on the dumps. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't afford coaches right then. I thought, okay, use what I got. I got platforms. People will be on my show. <laughs> so I, I reached out to a hundred people that I knew had created everything from nothing. And I interviewed them. How did you do it? And after a hundred hours of counseling, 
I was feeling pumped. You know, it gave me ideas. So do something, take action. Don't just wallow in your excuses and find misery with that because then you stay there. Right. And for you, what was the turning point? If you kind of think back for a moment, was there a defining moment where you hit your bottom of the bottom and you made a conscious decision or was it just a gradual yeah, thing? Was there a, a lot thing? of mini decisions? And then there's the like, I get it. Okay. <laughs> there was lots of mini decisions and you have the setbacks. It was staying focused on the vision. What I always say, it doesn't matter why you got somewhere like, yes, do the work to understand it at some point. But like it, that's done. Like it doesn't matter. You have to have that reality check of here's where I am right now today. I'm surrendering to that what do I want moving forward? Like, where am I going from here? Because getting stuck on that path, that doesn't do anything. It kept step, keep you down. So I had the, lots of those mini moments. And every time I thought I was two steps ahead, something would boom, hit me and it's back do you, again. Do you remember a specific one? Um, just a specific story that pops into your mind that was like, instrumental or a yeah I, can imagine. I went to on a this is just one example of many there's several of them but I was on a trip with my husband in Utah recently and he wanted to go to Utah and I um I didn't have time for it again I was falling back into my I'm busy I've got stuff I didn't want to do it I didn't want to go just spend quality time with my husband even though I would say he's first he's this he's that I I sort of fought it I was in my to-do list in my head all the things and I reminded myself what do I want what's my future what's my vision and I surrendered to it And I ended up having one of the best weekends of my life with him. And I came out of there like nothing fell apart. In fact, I had more creativity and more ideas because I got rid of all of that and just focused on him and me and our relationship during that time. So it was it's not easy. It's not like I wake up every day like, oh, I feel amazing. It's a choice. It's one choice after the next. It's a decision constantly. And it's still focusing out. I still help people. I always will. I'm just focusing it on a message that I'm walking through myself, too. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about your future that you're imagining for yourself. So I'm going to give you what's known as the Dan Sullivan question. Are you familiar with that one? I don't know which question, but. So it it goes like this. Um, If you and I, let's say we decided right now that we're going to meet back here exactly a year from today. Right. Okay. Um, and you continue down this path that excites you, that feels simple and balanced and you're elevated and moving towards your next level vision. What do you feel has to happen for you to feel like this is the best investment of your time and resources and energy? Like what, what would light you up and say, yes, yeah. What a remarkable year. So it's happening now. And that's mm-hmm. part of that decision. Like I've decided. So it, there's not a, if it does, it is happening. I'm, I'm super committed to it. And I'm already acting as if, because I believe you do have to know where you're going. You have to be very clear on your vision and you have to be that person who's living that vision in order for it to happen. So people do that backwards. They're like, when I get there, I'll feel this. And I say, no, I'm going to feel this now. And then it's going to happen. All right. So what is it? So Paint what me that a picture. is, I yes. want to hear the story. Well, there's two things. One, my aging in reverse community is thriving. I've got, I'll call it, I'll have 2,500 of the right women in there and it's thriving. And they're all learning this art of surrendering and having more fun and they're aging in reverse. And it's a fun, connected community that I love being a part of. It does not feel like work. I show up as I want to show up for it. And it's amazing. My podcast is also continuing to grow. And I've got a journal that goes along with my podcast that I'm super excited about. It's exploding off the shelves. <laughs> that has not been created yet, but it's coming. So that's happening. And I have a lot of free time. 
I have a lot of free time to spend it with who I want to, how I want to. I'm having fun. I'm having experiences. I'm living my life. I'm enjoying every moment and I'm super present. In fact, people say when they're around me, they can't believe how present and connected they feel talking to me. Good. I love it. I love it. So you want some insight here? Sure. I have have some observations for you. So one of them is, you know, the universe, this is how I've been visualizing it lately. The universe fills every nook and cranny with life whenever it can. But if it's unconscious life, in other words, right now, the secret is being really specific on exactly what experiences you want and exactly what people. Yeah. And exact, you know, like getting the more precise you visualize, um, the universe is going to reward that. But if they're just general fuzzy thoughts, the universe puts vermin and vampires in the nooks and crannies like mosquitoes and cockroaches will fill the cracks Mm, it's life i believe that but it's unconscious and i've really spent an enormous amount of time thinking about that and how to to fold time and accelerate consciousness and experience more life in the same period of time which i love that requires there's like eight principles and that's for another time But the the key to this will be for you, especially because you're a quick start and it's easy to have the big vision. Yeah. But as you've evolved now, um, your biggest danger is returning back to your old patterns of getting so future focused and, and living in tomorrow and forgetting about the right now. So if no, when you get hyper specific about exactly how you want to feel with whom and when and how giving yourself permission, of course, to change yeah. your mind whenever you want to, um, you're going to get exactly that. I love that. And you and I are very much the same and I'm a little bit older than you. So <clears throat> I would suspect that I probably experienced some more yeah. of these evolutionary cycles, even though we're pretty close, closely sure. timed here, but yeah. what's your immediate reaction to that? No, I love it. You're right on, on the money. And that's why I specifically, and this, this, speaks into getting rid of people pleasing, which is one of those things. I, I literally on social media started saying, Hey, women in your forties and fifties, like I literally, and people, so people good. think that's so scary. They're like, what about the men? What about the 30 year? I'm like, I'm talking to women in their forties and fifties. That doesn't mean someone that's 60 or 30 can't be part of this if it resonates with them, but that's who I'm talking to. So I'm specifically talking to women in your forties, fifties and beyond who are ready to do this. So, okay. all right. So I have another idea yeah, for you. Um, you Bring want, you want a big idea? Give okay. them all of them. So, um, what's the l- biggest ticket program or product you've ever created and the sold? The biggest one, not mm-hmm. the level of yours, I'm sure. The biggest okay. one I've ever sold is, uh, I'm not so sure, I'll say a coaching, coaching packages, okay. maybe. So like 15,000, I think is the most I've ever charged for something. Okay. Okay. So, um, here's what I've, I've learned. So this past year. And this is a struggle for me. I had had at one point a hundred thousand dollar program that I sold from stage, for example. Okay. And it was like a big, um, where I'd work with people and I'd build their platform and their product and da, 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 all yeah. kinds of stuff. <clears throat> I wasn't ready for it. And I had a business that interfered with that vision. In other okay. words, I was so busy running the business and doing the business busy. And when I reinvented myself a couple of years ago, Um, the vision I had was to, um, leverage my platform 
and start doing equity investor or peer advisory, which basically okay. meant that either I'd um, do something and get a percentage of a company. So I wouldn't mm -hmm. have the infrastructure, the personnel, all the problems, Smart. but I'd be able to leverage my platform. Right. Yeah. And knowledge and wisdom. And I also really did a stretch where my core program that I focused on is $250,000. Okay. Minimum enrollment is 75,000, which right. was a stretch the first time. Because I you're going to alienate a whole a bunch of people. Oh yeah. All the fear popped in. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and interestingly, um, I call this the value gap. So the perception of your value right now is very different than the outside world's perception okay. of who you really are. So what I offer you to, to contemplate yeah. is what if you stretched yourself and, and realized, first of all, that the habit that you've been in is you had to do something in order to get. I have to perform. I have to do these things where some people love you so much. They feel so connected with you and your message. They would simply invest to be around you and with you and to feel you. Yeah. So what if you put together a $100,000 opportunity that fit into your lifestyle? In fact, you could create the same experiences you want to feel and experience mm -hmm. with other people and only attracted the right ones. I love it. That's, so that's, that's, that's a stretch. Okay. That's very different than the direction of my community that I just launched. And I like it. I'll try it on. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so the idea is, how about it would be totally compatible with your community where yeah. let's say you've got the 2,500 or the whomever you'd say, look, if you're like me and the kind of person who loves to be fully immersed, who lives um, head on, not even knowing what's going to happen next, hold up your tattoo. So hold that up right yeah. now to this, to the camera. Surrender. All right. So you hold up your surrender and you're ready to surrender. What's your other big uh, word? Decide. Decide. Okay. So I'm going to give you your offer. Okay. okay we're going to start your with language. tattoo parlor. I'm imagining. Um, <laughs> I have, I have, I have <laughs> parlor. That, that dates us right there. Cause no one calls it a parlor anymore. Right. <laughs> like, uh, okay. I have a quick uh, squirrel hole to, yeah. to run down. So I've said this for years. I mean it with no. Uh, yeah. So I believe that tattoos are actually an alien written language that have okay. been passed on. And so when the aliens come here to reclaim the planet, which they're, they're not too far okay. from, from where we are. What it really says is eat me first. All tattoos say the exact same thing. <laughs> well, okay, I got it. <laughs> so it's basically all yeah. tattoos are just a big trick. I get it. For human meat. Totally. Awesome. Uh, yeah. All right. <clears throat> so back to you. So the big idea then would be you still continue doing exactly what you're doing, except to say, look, what I'm about to share with you is a huge stretch, mm -hmm. but- if you really are ready to accelerate an anti-age, reverse age, to be exposed to the same work, the same experiences that I'm doing personally and live life, life to its fullest, if you're ready to surrender and decide yeah, and do it with me, experiencing breakthrough tools, resources, people and connections that I'm getting exposed to while I do it too, I invite you to apply. Now, this is a big stretch. It's going to be one of the biggest investments of your life. But it's so, if it's something that this message resonates with you and you're attracted to it, take a chance. Yeah. Fill in this form. I'm not, get, I'm not getting the goosebumps on okay. this one yet, but right. I like where you're going. It's, right. it's a definite, it's a bigger picture idea. I like it. All right. Yeah. I it like might it. not be for now, but yeah. the whole thing but I'll is. Think, I'll ponder that. It yeah, might come yeah. back. Right. That might be that 3 a.m. wake up of like he was on to something. All right.
Try yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. good. Okay. So, um, so here we are. We've got the big uh, blue ocean. You and Brooks are uh, doing well. Your health. Yeah, you my, great. I feel great. I mean, I'm, it's, I just feel completely different. Like I'm enjoying life right now and it's different. And I, and I, it is the to-do list and the controlling, it's an addiction. I mean, you got to treat it like an addiction. It, I mean, it is. So I do feel that pulling at me. I have a little stuffed octopus on my, in my office. Cause that's what it reminds you of like an octopus with all the legs and the tentacles. Mm -hmm. Like you're trying to focus on the present and then that's like pulling at you. So it's a reminder to me. So it's not, it's a choice. It's a constant decision and choice to and that's why it's on my arm now, <laughs> you know, to it. remind I love me. It. Well, and that, that was, I, that was one of my next questions yeah. is what do you have as a trigger and a roadblock for the old behavior? So yes. you don't go down that same. So a few things. One, it's literally on my arm surrender. I have the octopus in my office and I'm, I interrupt it that way. That's a, that's a big, I can't help but to see this, my arm constantly. So it's a reminder. Every time I see it, a reminder of that conversation, but I literally had to get forceful with my schedule too. So I did things in my calendar, which would have been unheard of to me two years ago. Like I, every Friday, there is not a work appointment meeting on my calendar. It doesn't mean I won't do some work. Just, I refuse to book it. And it has been one of the most challenging things because everybody else thinks their stuff is more important than my commitment to myself. Like every week, somebody's like, but you Friday, you could, but Friday you could, but just one meeting. And it's no, I made a decision to myself and I I'm honoring that. Like I am just like I honor decisions to other people. So Fridays, you will not have a work call with me. You will not have an appointment. You will not. It's just not happening unless Oprah calls me then that will make an exception. Other than that, Fridays are, are my day. I love it. I yeah. love it. I've got the exact same thing going on. Mm -hmm. That was a commitment I made as well. Yep. Good and, for you. Yeah. And then I also, same thing with my hours that, I, that I'm scheduling things. So it's very rare that you'll see me book an interview or a call at seven or eight or nine in the morning. I want the morning to be my time. Usually my first thing is 10. I make exceptions to the rule, but it's not the norm anymore. I would say most of my meetings work are between like 10 and two. And then that's my time. If I want to continue working, awesome. But I don't want that jam schedule where you've had those days where like you barely can pee. You're like, yeah. what is going on with my day? You can't think straight. And then nothing gets done well because you're constantly like hustling to the next. Right on, right on. Good for you. I love yeah. that. I love that. And that is, um, you know, scheduling date nights. And also, are you doing <clears throat> super cool fun pleasure experiences oh my that you're gosh. scheduling. So my birthday, first of all, every year on my birthday, I do something crazy and outrageous that I've never done before. That's a decision I made. So this year was the tattoo, last year paragliding, the year before jumped out of an airplane. But I've done crazy things. I've trekked glaciers. I've hiked the Grand Canyon rim to rim. I do stuff that I didn't think I had an interest in or that scare me and my palms sweat because I want that hyper presence. It's amazing. I want that. So I say yes to pretty much everything. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday who mentioned that they're going to go on a trip and build homes and kind of like what your wife does in, in Africa. I'm like, I'm in. I just want to do more of those things. And anyone listening that says, but that's easy. You have the money. It's not about having the money. It's making the decision and figuring it out because right. we don't know how long we're here. We don't know. And I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. Yeah. I have a client and he says something really powerful and it's a little scary at first, which is right now, this is as good as it's ever yes. going to get. I mean, you're never going to get younger. Chances yeah. are you won't feel better. Now, you know, I don't want to take away someone's hope um, if they're really out of shape or whatever, but you know what I'm talking about here. It's a work from right now. Totally. And so many people, he's in the financial world. Mm -hmm. They, you know, the, the whole thing is, well, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. And he's he, one of his core stories is 
the number of people he's worked with who are professionals and they finally get to there. Yeah. They've retired and either he or she has a horrible stroke or dies the next oh, week. Yeah. Right. And, like, and so, um, ta-da. Yeah. I, so I'm just, I want to enjoy it now. I'm doing it now. Like I can tell you the airplane jump was the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. Like I hate heights scared to death. I would not do it again, but I'm glad I did it because I remember who I was with, what it smelled like, what it felt like. I remember every moment time like stands still in those moments. I want more of those. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, that's what time folding is about and increasing your consciousness per second. You know, think about consciousness. I think of human consciousness as slices and you can maximize the number of slices per second you experience, Mm. especially when it's a peak experience, when um, it's accelerated, when there's a lot of emotion and uh, when you can, you know, experience the sight, smell, taste, touch, all your senses simultaneously, yeah. but consciousness exists outside of time. Yes. Our spirit bodies live outside of time and anyone who's experimented. I love that. Yeah. And what I will speak into now, this is a big thing with especially women. Women are so wrapped up in how they look aging and controlling and fixing it that they are really actually not enjoying life at all because they're so concerned with how they look, what's wrong with them, what I need to fix. And now they're just not having fun. And I realized that when I was at the beach one day and everyone was jumping in the water and I had all these conversations about my hair and my whatever, my spray tan. And I'm like, this is stupid. Like, really? I'm not going to enjoy my life right now because of this. Like the living is there. I'm smearing. Yeah. And so, and now I'm like, so who cares if you smear? Have fun. Cause you, once you're in the water, you're not thinking about it anymore. You're just having fun. I love it. I love yeah. it. All right. Well, here's my uh, last question for you. For our listeners and our viewers, yeah. what's your big wish? Of course, um, check out your podcast. I'll make sure those are in the show Thank notes. Um, we've got Natalie Jill Fitness, which is on the screen up here. Yeah. Um, where else can someone go to learn so, more about you, follow you? And yep, I've got what do you books, want? I've got books in stores, so okay. you can find my Aging in Reverse book in stores. But my community, agingandreverse.me agingandreverse.me if that speaks to you, if you're a woman in your 40s, 50s and beyond that want to take this on and if this resonated with you. We'd love to see you in there. All right, all yeah. right, very good. So uh, any final final words, requests, ideas yeah. you want to share? You're not too old and it's not too late. Love it. All right, well, um, this is it then. I really appreciate it. This is a lot of fun. I'm glad you uh, went deep and authentic with yeah. me. It means a lot. Thank you for having me. All right. It's a pleasure. Thanks. Yeah.